Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Previously on Dungeons and Dragons. What do we do? We say that he's with a necromancer no, as his new friends. I don't or, think okay, well, what do we say? We, we need to know who these friends are. Yeah, do we? Well, well, I don't know that we do. He's a grown ass man. It's true. Okay, Moot, Glim, and Sully. What brings you to our fair city of Daravon? We are here to help to reunite the kingdoms. Through the power of communication. My brothers believe that they can only trade with these three territories. If I can just fill fill in a bit of the blanks here, what you're what you're saying is is that they're dumb. Yes. <laughs> just uh, actually, I, I just have a quick question. Sure. Uh, what's a night glam? A, a night garm. Yes. Night garm. That's what I said. How would you describe it, Terry? Uh, well, it's a um, uh, more of a, I don't know if it's a lycanthrope, but it's a uh, more of a wolf humanoid creature. Oh, oh hey, hey, little buddy. Kind of frozen still. Well, I feel so bad shaking my staff at him now. <laughs> I look at Terry to see if it's him. Was, was it me? Shaggy, that's what you should name the dog. This hulking, bipedal wolf creature explodes out onto the path before you. I'm going to have to remember that one. Welcome to Dungeons and Dragons. I'm your dungeon master, Russ Moore. He, him, also with me today is Carla Maxted. She, her, playing Glim, a dragonborn paladin. And Tom Laird. He, him, and I'm playing Moot, who also goes by he, him, and is a half-orc wild magic sorcerer. And Amy Moore. That's me. She, her. And I play Sullivan Slight, a lightfoot halfling rogue. He, him. Thanks for coming tonight, everybody. I brought you together here to play a game. What? This mm-hmm. game. I was told there'd be All right, pizza. Jigsaw. That's right. You want to play a game? No. Might no, be you. a big wolf creature with a oh, hinge okay. jaw. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. No, I'm into that. I just that. didn't want to have to saw off a leg or whatever happens. Yeah, in no, that's yeah. that's weird. We don't Curiel do that here. almost made it look real painful. We're, and... <laughs> we're playing Dungeons and Dragons, not Facing Fate tonight. Okay. Oh, okay. Right. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of which, go listen to Facing Fate. We are releasing episodes maybe when this comes. No, probably not, actually. But, you know, we have released a lot of episodes. Yes, like three three seasons. seasons. Four. And a mini. Some some mini mini. stuff. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. 
Absolutely. Um, so yeah, we'd love for you to go check that out. Facing Fate. We play over there too. That's our, that's the tagline for yeah. it. That's <laughs> the one. We play over yeah. there too. We play over there too. If you like what we're doing here or on Facing Fate, you can pick which one you like the best. Come join us at patreon.com slash dumpdragoncast, where when you are a patron, you get an episode dedicated to you like today's patron. I really thought he'd be more on the ball. I flipped the page. He has like nine books, which doesn't bode well for our characters being alive at the end of this encounter, but... I let you level up last one. Uh, Like today's patron, Perry Matey. Thanks, Perry. Thanks, Perry. You're awesome. You are are awesome. awesome. Agreed. I really thought Russ was going to say Perry Mason. Me too. It was a bit of a fake Again, another celebrity. Even a fictional one. Another of that. fictional right. celebrity. I Absolutely. love it when fictional celebrities. Nope. Perry Matey, and I hope I said that right. Thank you for joining us on patreon.com slash dumbdragoncast. We hope to see you over there where we have hangouts and cool stuff like that. Now, fuck it, let's play. So we've defeated the monster. We cut yeah. to yeah, cut we cut to back with Queen Calacris being heralded for our great yep. success. They're yep. already putting up the stained glass. Yes. And she's so happy with her new dog. So happy. Trees no. explode out into <laughs> So close. <laughs> so close. We yeah. almost had them, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I did a lot of cutscenes. We cut a lot of cut a lot of the fat in the last one. Now we gotta have some battles. Trees explode out into the path before you, and you see this hulking, wolf-like creature that stands ten feet tall. It's got abs on abs, baby. (laughs) Shredded like a ninja turtle. Its huge claws look like they could pick you up and crush your skull, and its giant maw opens wide, letting out a guttural growl that you smell the stench of death that washes over you. Now, we've already rolled initiative. Glim, what do you do? I'm going to rush forward and take a swing with my uh, Vorpal sword. All right. Roll to hit. Mm, 15? Hits. Great. 15 damage. What type of damage? Slashing damage. Is it magical slashing damage? Oh, it maybe is. Doesn't say. It just I don't think says, it's magical no, until it's... you find the the pair to yes. it. Mm. Well, yes. Well, we got to find that second sword. We really do. But for now, just standard slashing damage. All right, you go up and you cut into like the side of this creature, and some blood begins to pour out over the fur, and it turns and it looks at you with its beady, glowing red eyes. Moot, do something cool. Hey, Moot, uh, like, uh, hit him bad and, like, really distract him or something. Okay, uh, yeah, I, I got a little something for that. Uh, I am going to hit it with Mind Sliver. All right. Ooh, that sounds annoying. So I drive a spike of psychic energy into the mind of one creature I can see within range, which obviously will be the werewolf dude. Uh, he must make a intelligence saving throw. Or takes some psychic damage and is penalized on his next saving throw roll it makes. Well, he rolled a 10. Or it rolled a 10. Uh, That will not be enough to uh, succeed in dodging this one. So it is going to take... 
Ooh, six psychic damage. Nice. All right. It's fun. And Russ, if you have to make a saving throw before the end of your next turn at all, you need to subtract uh, 1d4 from it. Okay, so uh, so with Popcorn Initiative, instead of the end of the next turn, it'll be the end of the next round. So we'll go through this round, but then also okay. carry into the next round. Because okay, perfect. Move around where, where everybody goes. Uh, and I look towards uh, Sully, and I say, now? Uh, and he's already booking it as Moot cast his spell. Sully dashes behind him, and he's going to attack with both of his daggers from behind, doing a sneak attack. Yeah, go for it. Awesome. Okay. Love it. Okay, I'm doing it. Uh, Okay, Uh, so first I'm going to attack with my daggers. So the first one is a 19, and the second one is a 15. Yeah, both hit. Seven damage for one. 11 damage for the other, and then I get an extra 2d6 damage because it is a sneak attack. Damn, Sully can pack some uh, pack some heat now. And that's, an, that's another four. It flinches under this jab into its side and lets out a howl that echoes through the trees. Like, can Sully back up after he's stabbed? Is that a thing? Bonus action. Yeah, disengage. Well, no, no, my bonus action, I dashed. Oh, then you can't. Well, can't I use my action in combat to disengage? You used your combat actions to As attack to attacking. Him. Okay, well, then I'm just stuck in the back of him <laughs> with my two. Okay, hanging on. Just... Hanging on. Actually, how tall is he? I bet I'm just getting, what am I getting? You're just right in the butt. I think right you're in the like butt. I, I want to go thighs. Or maybe you were like airborne and now you're like attached to its back. Oh god, with my face just in the crack of its ass? <laughs> oh, just, Sully. It's just that's that's yep. 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 Yeah, you don't need to describe Kay. it. We can all imagine it. Terry! Oh, help! Alright, it's Terry's time. <laughs> Terry pulls out his weapon and yells, if you have silver or radiance, use it. And he's using his leadership Command any non-hostile creature, so basically all of you, um, you can add a d4 to your roll. I'm assuming like saving and or attack roll? Attack roll or saving throw. You can roll a d4, and he's going to move in and try to swing in with his sword, which you might now put together has some silver to it. That's a 16 plus 5, 21 to hit. Uh, so he's going to strike in for 10 damage, but because it's silvered, uh, it gives him 20 damage. Ooh. And it cuts deep, and like you see the flesh like sizzle, or you hear it sizzle as this blade cuts into it, and it cut way deeper than anything that you had dealt to it previously. And it reaches down and bats hard at Terry. That's a 24 to hit. Yikes. So that's going to be 15 damage, slashing damage. And Terry is grappled in the Nightgarm's claw. And he turns and looks at you, Glim, and gives you this like defiant look deep into your eyes as he squeezes hard into Terry. Okay, I'm going to attack again with my Vorpal sword, but I am also going to give a quick shout out to my main man, Bahamed, so that I can cast Divine Favor and also get 1d4 radiant damage, you know, if I successfully attack. Sure. 
as you do. 16. Yep. 14 slashing plus two radiant damage. And as you take that swing, you hear more movement in the trees around you. You don't see anything, but you hear movement getting closer to your location. Everybody watch your back. Sully, get off of there. I, 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 got, I got it under control, I think. And Sully <laughs> is going to... Can I sneak attack again? Yeah, you're at, you're at its back and its flank <laughs> by two other... Uh, and you stick a dagger right up its taint. <laughs> right, just reach under. <laughs> well, what I was going to do is... Um, we call that the Sully special. <laughs> Sully's going to start to, like, mountain climber, like, Ooh. take one dagger out and put it up as he's, like, trying to climb up this... Okay. Uh, so I don't know if that counts as attacking or if that's just the way he's trying to move upward and just so happens to be hurting it. Russ, can you put in the mountain climber yodel music from Price is Right for this? <laughs> yes. Yes, I can. Um, I'm, I'm sure they won't have a problem with it. Um, I would still count it as an attack because okay. basically you're riding a bucking bronco at this point who's been being cut into from all sides. So there it's is a, hard a chance day to be him. There is it, a chance that you could miss. Okay. Well, that was in that one on one. But you get your halfling luck bonus. I get my halfling luck. You are at its back though, and it can't see you, so you do have advantage. Oh, well, oh fair okay. enough. Well, I'll re-roll that one. So I say use the halfling luck bonus and then also compete between the two for advantage after that. Okay. Uh, okay, well, this one then turned into a seventeen plus seven is twenty-four. Yeah. And then the next one is a 25. And both of those will hit. Nice. Handily. Handily. Okay. Oh, that was a four. <laughs> so it's nine for one. <gasps> There's another four. Another nine. Uh, so that's and 18. And then 2d6. So the 24 poking damage as I make my way up the back of this, this wolf being it's slick and the blood is running down my front as I clamor my way up, uh, sticking it between ribs as I go. Actually, I'm probably only near like hip, sticking it into his love handles. He doesn't have those, he's got abs on abs, sticking it right into muscle, which hurts a lot more. <laughs> Loved it. Love that whole description. I know, I don't know who to throw it to next. Uh, it, it'll probably be. Like, that's got to hurt. I bet it would be the creature's turn. Okay, two things happen. Everything goes dark, but just before that, you see people begin to come out of the trees. Six of them. And then everything goes dark. Sully, you feel the claw reaching for you. Uh, It's only 14. Oh, doesn't beat. Yeah, you feel the claw, like, reaching back, trying to grab you off of its back. Um, but just missing. You hear Terry in the darkness say, that that looked like people that went missing. And he's going to swing with disadvantage at where he thought the creature was. Dangerous time to be on a creature's back. Hmm. Oh, it's a real dangerous Uh-oh. time to be on a creature's back. Terry connects with Sully. I'm going to roll it because that means it could be lower than that. Is seven slashing damage. Oh, my God. What the? Oh. And I kick and I and I just kick wildly 
Uh, and he, and I think I was swinging around as it was, so I think he probably slashes me down my calf. What the fuck is going on down there? Roll a d20. I will. It's a 10. You feel your foot connect with Terry's sword, and then you hear it fall to the ground. Moot, um, I saw you do some magic. You think you got anything that can take care of this? I, I, what's this? I don't, I don't know what you're talking I don't know. Darkness, it's, you bitch! It's darkness! It's dark. It's really dark. I can't see anything. Can you see things? Is this not affecting you? That depends where you were standing, because you were doing a range. Yeah, I would be a little bit removed from the the free-for-all on the fucking were- werewolf boy. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, just the free-for-all. A uh, 15-foot radius, so you actually might be outside of it. So you would see um, this orb of darkness kind of, as it was cast, expend out, but you also see all of these people. They are people, but they're just kind of slowly walking towards the darkness and towards the action before you. Uh, do they look like they have their own free will about them? Uh, make a an, an insight check. Uh, insight plus two, so 18. You get the feeling that they're under a thrall of some sort. You, you can't tell exactly what their goal is, but they are walking towards the creature and towards your friends in the middle of this darkness. Moot takes out his, his floppy sun hat and also grabs a, a handful of moss as he's doing this from his uh, spell component belt. And uh, he casts light on the hat. So the object will shed a bright light in a 20-foot radius and in a dim light for an additional 20 feet. All right. And this light will be as bright white as she can go. Just crank it up. Just crank it up. And he will, uh, like, pull the sun hat on his head and walk uh, a little bit closer to where all y'all are. Like a fucking god out of the darkness. (laughs) Comes moot in a sun hat. That's right. Okay, so you're wearing the hat, walking closer, not into the mix. Like, yeah, um, yeah. Until you can see your friends. Okay, yeah, absolutely. I, lo- I, I love that. Roll a seventeen, so it's okay, fine. Still good. Okay. We also have now these these humans uh, in the mix, uh, and they were added in during this rotation, so they would have to go to finish out this round. So I guess the humans are up next. All right. Um, they see this light emitted and two of them turn towards you and the others move towards the main battle the ones moving towards the main battle are reaching towards all of you glim you feel hands on you that are begin trying to pull you they're not not like punching or kicking or anything they begin trying to pull you and try to pull you to the ground sully you feel them grabbing your legs trying to pull you down, and Terry, you see him with two of them, and then two going to moot. Everybody make a strength check. Not even, not a saving throw, because there's no real damage being dealt here, but just a strength <laughs> check against them. We'll go... My best one. Remember that we have that leadership bonus, if needed. Ooh, what is that? Uh, an extra D4. Oh, that's not going to be enough. <laughs> Tw- 21. Okay. Uh, I'm going to use that leadership bonus, and with the extra three, it's a 17. Uh, even if I max out my leadership bonus, uh, I'd only get an eight. So I'm going to just hold on to it. 
Glim, you easily overpower. Describe how you overpower this this human, like what you do. I think sort of that movement you just made, they're pulling at my back and I just am like throwing throwing the bows backwards and just like, get out of here. Um, still focused on my friend on the back of this scary creature. Moot, you managed to knock one off, but the other one like gives you a hard shove and knocks you prone. Uh, how close exactly were were you like to the point where you could just see them or uh no i went so that it was like at least visible for all of them about 15 feet okay then yeah you can still there's still light amongst the the crowd um sully you are pulled off i would like to wonder if i may if i hold on tightly to my daggers do they pull through the creature and give damage as I'm ripped off of him? Sure. I'll give you 2d4 plus one modifier. So that's 10. And Terry's brought down hard. You hear his plate mail fall and see him fall because the light's there now. Sully, I think you would go next. Uh, you're pulled off. Your blades tear through the back of this creature who takes some additional damage. You now have, I, I, I picture he pulled you down by the legs, so you're like on your stomach. I don't think you landed gracefully. <laughs> he is going to uh, grab his frightful sword of reflection and just try to slash at the dudes who pulled him down. That wasn't great. An 11. No, that's not math. 10. <laughs> uh, 10 hits. They are, yeah, completely oh, unarmored. Just, oh, poor bastards. That's seven slashing damage. Okay. Oh, no, piercing. Some piercing damage. Yeah, you stab into this person. Like, they go limp and fall to the ground. Glim, you okay? Wait, no, who's who needs to go? Everybody, now we're at the top of a new round. <laughs> oh. Glim. Who needs to go, Sully? <laughs> well, I have to pee, but, you know, uh, we'll ah, deal with that. Armor. After. with yeah. the armor. Uh, well, Should have taken my 15. <laughs> Terry, you okay? Yeah, I can handle this. So I will. And he kind of reaches back for his blade, which was thrown to the ground um, and managed to grab it and swings into this person and strikes them hard and says, sorry, they're a bloody mess. And he stands back up. I want to light somebody up. I apparently have one more action that I haven't been using, so I'm going to do that too. Ah, Terrence. Sorry. Uh, it's only a 14. So I'm all flustered. I just, I'm giving it a haircut. You light something up. Now that uh, Sully is not on the back of the creature, I am going to try to burn it with my fire breath. Ooh, yeah. uh, so it needs to make a dex save. Too bad. Uh, 11. Great. Thank you. You're I, welcome. It's... Hey, I'm here to play for you. I didn't realize you. I just okay. had to say do bad yeah. and that you would. I was I was going to say we were one round past where my <laughs> spell was still affecting it on the, on uh, right. ability rules. So that is going to be 11 fire damage. Like the smell of like wet, burnt hair now fills this area. Moot, your hat looks great. What else can you do? I don't know. I'm on the ground. <laughs> uh, is anything else around me or is it just the one person? There are too near you. You kind of nudged one back. And didn't They didn't really overpower you, but the other one managed to push you down. So there are two in your direct vicinity. Okay, so two within five feet. Was there one, like, crouching on the ground yeah. behind him that he got pushed over? Were yes, they that's that's why. organized? That's why it didn't mm-hmm. work. Yeah. Pranksters. There's a whole Three Stooges bit.
We, I mean, we love but you anyway. If you anyways. don't, we love you anyway. We anyways. love you yeah. anyway. Yes. Yes. Our love is not contingent. No. Um, <laughs> just wanted to let you know about the special sale going on. Because there's cool stuff over there, and we would love it if you love that too. Okay. Love you. Bye. But wait, there's more. Oh, oh, oh my God. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's, now it's over. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye. I'm going to like cross my arms in front of me and then like kind of shoot them back out and I will cast Sword Burst. And I create a momentary circle of spectral blades that sweep around me and all creatures within five feet must roll a deck saving throw or take some damage. Love it when when the spellcaster gets some new spells that we get right? to hear yeah. about. It's so fun. Uh, we got a six and a five. I mean, wow. neither one of those are great, Russ. Yep, I figured. Really aiming it up tonight. My do bad held over. It goes it's for the whole round. round. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Until the end of the round. Yeah, okay, it's like perfect. leadership. Yeah. Now's the time to get it, people. Uh, they each take... Oh, I guess, should I roll damage separately for them or just the same one for just both? Just the same one for both. Okay, well, they each take five force damage. They both fall to the ground um, as this is blasted. And like I picture it like blast them back and they like hit a tr- hit the tree stump and appear unconscious. They kind of throw a thumbs up towards Glim. And I guess it's the big bad monster's turn? It's going to try to bite Glim. That's a 23. He does bite with his big, scary teeth. He's got some chompers. Yep. I hope it doesn't make that gulping noise as he swallows you whole. You have to fight your way from the inside out. What? Uh, 25 piercing damage. Oh my god. Jesus. (laughs) And you have to make a strength saving throw. Yikes. Or be eaten alive. Oh my gosh. Do it, Glim. That's pretty wild, because I am big. So he's yeah. so big. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't have that. It doesn't matter, even if I did have it, because it still is only six. Everybody else sees this creature. Glenn, like, you are so much stronger than that. Come on. Take a step can back. I, can and, I help? No, she's gone. Um, take a step back. Unhinge its jaw, like, unspeakably and impossibly wide, and clamp down around Glim. And lift her up, and like in one gulp, she's gone. Well, podcast over. Russ just keeps killing off Carla's characters. Right? You're not dead yep. yet. <laughs> uh, also, just can't anymore. The thing's like 10 feet tall. I think I'm like 7 feet tall. I said like 12. it's wild. Yeah. Right. Sorry. I said 12. Still. It's crazy. <laughs> it's true. The mechanics of this are quite. It's fantasy really me- something. Fantasy I know, I mechanics. love it. I, I've imagined this creature so much taller in my description, but I guess Sully is much smaller. Oh, for you, yes, so, that's like, it. He really is like mountain climbing up this thing. For you, it's just like, what up? That said, yeah, you're probably your feet are sticking out of its mouth. But yeah, it's like swallowed the majority mm-hmm. of you. The other two humans are going to just kind of stand and watch. Oh. They're not going to do anything. Perverts. I hope my scales cause a lot of indigestion. You hear off into the into the trees like a thunderous cacophony of like busting down of trees, like something big is coming fast. Glim, it's your turn. Well, I don't hear that. I just hear like wet <sighs> yeah. gooshing Gorgle. noises. Uh, so as you are swallowed. A swallowed creature is blinded and restrained, has total cover against attacks and other effects outside the night garm. Um, it takes acid damage at the start of each of the night garm's turns. 
uh, at the start of each of the night garms turns, so not your turn. Yeah, but if she's blinded and restrained, you just roll with. Well, I mean, what can she do? Well, stab don't wildly. O- stab wildly. Don't open your mouth. But you're restrained. Can you stab but if like, you're restrained? Yeah, can yeah I well, still... you had your weapon in your hand, right? Yeah, I did have my weapon in my hand. Yeah. Wish I hadn't used that fire. It'd be pretty dope right now, pretty but... Dope inside. Too bad. Yeah. You okay, got spells then... and stuff, too. Well, Can you I radiate from the inside? Should I try to speak with animals from inside? Oh, I don't know if you want to open your mouth. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to open my mouth. Um, But I can... Let's see how this plays out. All right. (laughs) I'm going to channel divinity, nature's wrath. Okay. So I'm going to cause spectral vines to spring up and reach for a creature. Okay. They have to succeed on a strength or dex saving throw. Um, But these are inside it. So how does that work, Russ? Okay. Oh, I'm on board. (laughs) (laughs) So normally it would try to break free of them with that strength or deck save. I don't think it can because it's coming from inside of it. So the call's coming from inside the house. <laughs> I was just going to say house. that. Get out of my head, Tom. I won't. I love it in there. How I picture this, and you can feel free to correct me if you don't like it, but these vines, like you can feel them glim, begin to emerge from like inside this stomach that you find yourself in and shoot out of the creature. Everybody else, you see these vines, like, like thorny, blood-covered vines shoot out of the stomach of this creature who lets out an enormous roar and like painful... Can it, it's got a mouthful of glim. Le- it's like, oh, it's got a stomach full of glim. Yes, As, like, it's... Its its abs on abs are shredded apart, and then these vines like wrap around and begin to compress where Glim is not. So, give me is there damage for that? Or there's not damage. Well, there's Normally, damage. it would just be um, <laughs> restrained. Uh, restrained. Let's but roll. I guess... You know, let's just roll two d ten and see what happens. I mean, like, if you're getting you're all getting vined from the inside, right? Out. Like, that it's, seems like bad it's news. Bad. It's really bad. Uh, 14. It's going to make a con save. It didn't beat the hit point threshold that it has in the monster book, but I feel like fine shooting out of a stomach is an exception to that rule, and it failed its con save, so you are projected out, back out of this creature, uh, uh, 10 or 15 feet away and land hard on the ground, your blade down on the ground beside you. As you see what you have created as this creature is being like constricted from the inside out basically. Ooh, I wonder if that's like how a caterpillar makes a cocoon. Ugh. Who you, who you want to go next? I think Terry because he yeah. Terry turns to you and says, "I don't know if I can recreate that noise, but I will try." <laughs> um, and he's going to swing <laughs> not well. One one of his great sword hits. But like this thing is still being constricted like constrained, he gets he gets one hit, kind of on this second hit that actually connects. He turns, and you hear this thunderous glim. You now hear it for the first time, but this thunderous stampede through the trees. And before you is this like furry, twenty foot tall, what looks like four thousand pound creature that emerges from the forest beside you bust through 
and into the midst of this and picks up the night garm and where it's already being torn apart, shreds it in two and throws the pieces at the remaining two humans. It turns and begins to look at all of you with this, let's say Sully go next, make a perception roll. That is a five. Everybody else make a perception roll. Twelve. Sixteen. The three of you look at this creature, and although the creature is huge and hulking and terrifying, like it has long claws and fangs out of this muzzle that comes out of this long, wiry, matted hair, the eyes look familiar, though. Aw, Scruffy. Almost saucer-like. Holy shit, what the fuck is this? And uh, I take my sort of reflection, frightful reflection, and start to advance on the beast. Wait. What? Wait. Why? Do do you, do, it, do any of you see? It's I it's it's Scruffy or Scrappy or Scraps it's or the dog from the Marky Bark. <laughs> Marky Bark. This is it. I met. I pictured Look at the eyes. And we have a moment. Where his eyes look into my eyes. Roll. My eyes look into his eyes. Animal handling. One. Oh, God. Which you will re-roll. No, can't be it. Because of your bonus. it was a two. But I had a minus one. So I don't think that counts. I don't think it does either. (laughs) Mm, I don't see it. (laughs) No, I I think it is. Uh, Does uh, 17 hit? (laughs) Me? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're going to take 18 bludgeoning damage. But the, why the fuck? Because you looked at it funny. Mm. <laughs> Too much eye contact. Yeah. Sully is struck hard by this creature and thrown against a tree. <coughs> Glim, do you have any more of that food? Scruffy, come on. Barky Bark. Thomas, I don't know what you want your name to be, but here. And I, I find some more of my... My beef jerky or... It hears the crinkle of the wrapper and turns and looks at you. Roll animal handling again That's with advantage. I didn't get a snack upstairs because I knew the minute I busted oh, I into those gummies. Everything. Only 11. It turns quickly and looks at you and there's this panic in its eyes. And then it softens. And then you see it slowly begin to move towards you. And as you hold out, the food towards it it takes it in one of its giant claws and turns and begins to eat it like it's a it's a small piece of food compared to this creature but just like starts shoving it in its mouth and you see it begin to shrink in size you hear bones and flesh popping as it as it moves down back to the small dog you found in the brush it turns and comes over to you glim Hey, buddy. Thanks for eating that gross thing that was trying to eat me. I'm going to go over and help Sully up. Uh, Yeah, and what's happening with the people? This dog hulking creature threw the two pieces at the two remaining people. Mm. Everybody that you can see looks dead, but they don't appear normal in death. Like their blood runs more black than red. 
as they die, you see where any wounds open up, like quicker decay. Sully, are you, are you okay? Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm fine. I had Wes. Mm. We tried to tell you it was it was the dog. What? See, it's the dog. Uh, well, it didn't look like the dog. It looked like the not dog. Listen, I can't do this right now. I'm tired. Okay, well, you just, you know, maybe here you sit up and don't fall asleep. That's going to be very important right now. And I'll just I'll just hang here with you and I'll keep you company, keep you awake. Okay. Scene fades out on everybody and the gore around them. And we cut back to the castle where the three of you and the dog and Terry are not in that hallway, but in another section of the building. Watching as the artist is putting in a a panel of stained glass of the four of you taking down this night garment. They do quick work here. Yeah, no, they move. They move fast. You uh, made it onto the wall, Terry. I did. I did make it onto the wall. I mean, thankfully not up in the rafters yet. That was, uh, oh, that was a close yeah. one for some of us. Oh yeah. Yes. Uh, oh my goodness. What kind of sounds did you hear from the inside? It just, it was like, um, you ever swim underwater? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that sort of deafness in your ears, you know? Right. But then a lot of just like, like real scooching kind of sounds and just, it was so wet and smelly and it really, I don't recommend it. This is going to be a very 4D experience I'm going to have to give at this next puppet show. Dungeons and Dragons Season 2, Episode 95 is starring Amy Moore as Sully, Carla Maxted as Glim, Tom Laird as Moot, and Russ Moore as your Dungeon Master. Editing, production, and sound design is by Russ Moore. This episode featured music from Kevin McLeod and Epidemic Sound, and sound effects from Epidemic Sound, Boom Library, and Sound Ideas. A huge thank you to our supporting producers, Gabriel Lynch, Jessica Babiak, Kat Waterflate, Stevie, Jacob Madden, Devin Michaels, Christian Brown, Aaron Stevens, Lulahan, and Charlie Warley. Support Dungeons & Dragons and our many other productions and get access to an exclusive podcast and bonus episodes, all while helping us unlock the special Grants' Flamekins episode, Escaping the Abyss, when we reach... Reach 100 patrons at patreon.com slash dumbdragoncast. You can also follow us at facebook.com slash dumbdragoncast and on Instagram and Twitter at dumbdragoncast. Thank you for listening. Have a great week. We'll talk again soon. Well, I'm a level four character, so that's all I can do. That's all I got. Who goes next? Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. I rolled the wrong dice. Good thing I rolled really shittily last time, you guys. So sorry. My daggers are 1d4s. Yeah. 
What'd you roll? I rolled a 1d6. Oh, but I definitely got below four for both yeah, of them. Yeah, you did. <laughs> well, you got an 11 on one. Oh, that means I got one more. You can subtract one oh. from here for really doing it. Oh. Dungeons and Dragons is a Dumb Dragons production. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. It happened in the quiet town of Podunk, an ages-old family mystery. What happened with great-grandpa? Why won't you talk about it? Because there's nothing to say, Ninten. Begets an unprecedented paranormal event. Help, brother! Poltergeists. My lamp attacked me. It was hovering the air. It unplugged itself and came at me. Mind control. Why is that crow smoking a cigarette? Okay, we're playing inside today. Zombies. I could have gotten out of here on my own. You were hiding in a coffin. It was a good disguise. Extraterrestrials. You've seen them too? I've been observing them for days. (laughs) I beat up aliens with my baseball bat. Children with psychokinetic powers. I let that little light of mine shine, Mama. And it melted the darkness away. And that's just the beginning. Introducing Mother She Wrote, a travelogue diary through the biggest cult phenomena in video game history, the Mother series, as it's called in Japan, and Earthbound, as it's called everywhere else. Each episode, we recount the story through immersive audio drama as it's lived by the characters, unpacking the surreal adventures, tear-jerking moments, and what it all means. If you're new to the series, we'll take you beyond the controller and into the story. And if you're a longtime fan, relive these tales like never before and learn fascinating new facts about your favorite games. Find Mother She Wrote on your favorite podcast player and at MotherSheWrote.Earth.